This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, hello. Hello, ladies. We need to get the vibes up. We're exhausted. We've been doing our, our girl bossing <laughs> podcast work. Our ad reads, our two small ad reads that I feel exhausted. I feel like I've spent a day toiling the fields. Oh, Grace has already won Paloma down. <laughs> yeah, Izzy was like, you're drinking that, like, you're fucking dying of thirst. Yeah, the, the hard, the funny thing, obviously you guys hear our ads, but the funny thing with it is it's like, it's so impossible. I find it really impossible to keep my voice normal as soon as I'm reading anything. Even if I've written it myself, as, as soon as I'm reading, my voice just goes into, like, broadcaster mode. Yeah, I, li- I like it. Yeah. But it's, just, it's funny because I think that kind of goes to show that we literally read nothing out for this podcast. It's all ad lib. If we read anything, you would know, baby. <laughs> Me when I'm reading the quote, when I'm reading out the quotes off like an Instagram caption. A teleprompter. Wait, so in like, I will not talk about this again. I probably will actually because the big episode's coming tomorrow. But in Real Housewives reunion, there's this like villain called Diana Jenkins. And she's like at the reunion and she's just, she's so clearly reading off a cue card and it's so funny. And I was like, that would be us. Yes. You can just tell if someone's reading something, they literally cannot concentrate and say it authentically. Yeah. Which is I, why newsreaders are so impressive. Yeah. And I also can't respond properly either because I'm thinking about what's coming next <laughs> on my little prompter. Um, wait, I have something special to tell you uh, that I just found out about this an hour before you got here. Uh, okay. Rihanna. Yes. Hasn't released new music in six years. Yeah, drop the album. Her first single is coming as part of the Black Panther um, soundtrack on oh Friday. God. And it's she the first. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, it's the first single she's released in six years. And the way they announced it was so iconic. They did like the Wakanda Forever logo and it flipped into Rihanna's iconic R logo. <gasps> and everyone's losing their minds. And now she's trending on Twitter. And so that will come out the day the episode drops, you lucky girls. Wow. And then a new theme song, whatever it is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Furthermore, she is releasing her Savage Fenty Volume 4 runway show on November 9th. Very exciting. I want to watch watch it in in real time. Yeah. Because I haven't watched in real time ever i haven't actually sat and watched a whole one before which really? i know is sacrilege i watch all three back to back in mm, summer so We'd... so special um yeah very good so that's the rihanna news that's very exciting i feel like her single will be good <laughs> <laughs> same you better fucking hope so a black panther song 
it's going to be okay. Like she's what? not, she doesn't have the vested interest in it being like her best song. So it's got to be a banger, but not like the banger. Yes. You feel me? No, Umbrella, Ella, Ella, A. It won't be Umbrella. What do you think is her best song? Oh, I don't know. That's too hard. I think it's Diamonds. Um, (laughs) this is my brain on. (laughs) I'm like, I can't even think of a single Rihanna song. But I got really into uh, her last album when she was being like very very sexy but i can't think of the song like her like kind of clubby songs but i can't think yeah, of it off the top of my head love on the brain when she'd sing that such a gorgeous yeah tune actually actually probably my favorite rihanna song if i'm being honest with everybody and myself yeah we found love with calvin harris that's a it's a great the it's fucking the, choke hold that music video that had on me oh my god when i was like whatever we were 19 i was like i just want a beautiful man to ruin my fucking life yeah. now. If, I, if that song comes on now i like lose my mind but that she is. has she just has so many bangers um a working mom yes yeah she's working and then the super bowl we're gonna have to watch the super bowl she's in the super bowl yeah wow she's a super bowl halftime performer next year oh damn her comeback is yeah strong <laughs> i know she is giving exciting okay we have a new prime minister over here the third one in three months. I can't deal. I have to say, and I know people are going to hate me and I hate myself. Like part of me was like rooting for Boris to come back. Like I don't want him back, but I'm like, it is a, like a, a familiar face, a familiar face. And also the tale of everyone at work being like, I can do this better than you. And then they can't you being like, fine, go. And then this woman gets outlasted by a lettuce. Yeah. It's like a funny story, but I think. They're all just kind of hideous. It's all one and the same. Yeah, these conservatives, it like really doesn't matter who yeah. it is. And what's frustrating about Rishi Sunak, so he's the first POC prime minister, which when that – obviously I know it's the first POC prime minister, but then when I heard that out loud, I was like, that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess like Obama is like the only other yeah. one in all these white countries. Still hasn't even been a woman in America. <laughs> yeah. But he is – yeah, just – he's um, – millionaire conservative who's anti-immigration who's basically it's like that thing where he was a goldman sachs investment banker. yeah and then he married a billionaire <laughs> yeah um he's richer than king charles but he it's one of those things where because he's poc he to 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 be like included in the conservative party he's had to be like take that role of i'm like not like the others so he's kind of come down harder on all these policies than even than even the white conservatives would dare to these days because he's being like, no, 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 I'm one of you. I'm not like with the POC. So it's just like worse. That's it's just, it's so true in yeah. like uh, the conservative party in general at the moment. Like the gnarliest people are yeah. Pretty Patel, Suella Braverman yes. and Rishi Sunak yeah. and they're all like Indian descent. Yeah, they're um, just being like, don't bully me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really interesting. It's like a crazy time. He's also a short king, which I really didn't expect. I was caught off guard He's by tiny. this news. He's five foot five, apparently. Yeah. He has tall energy. This is why I'm confused. I He's... thought he was like a tall, a six foot three, like towering beanpole, like sexy it's guy. Five five is is. Small. It's on the short side. It's very small. Have you seen the Gorka piece? How yeah. tall is Britain's new prime minister? And then, but also he's, um, not that I want to say anything really positive about him, but he's definitely the most stylish prime minister. He's wearing like Common Projects sneakers. I was like, okay, go off, daddy. That is so great. Have you heard Biden trying to say his name? That's, that's honestly... Biden needs to step aside. Biden can't even string a fucking sentence together. Not knowing the British. I get that there's been a few, but like the British prime minister's name, you need to know that. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to. This should all be evidence in his impeachment hearing. Play it, play it, because it's so funny. (laughs) Also, I saw this amazing thing on Twitter the other day um, where this journalist thought Charlie XCX. News. Who is cheering? Sunuk is now the Prime Minister. Rasheen Sunuk. My brother would say, go figure. What's he even saying with that? He's just got like a crowd of like actual like crisis actors who are like paid to laugh at his insane ramblings. 
Um, it was like him on 60 Minutes and they were like, can you please just answer a question normally? And he was like, <laughs> he just he sounded like he had an aneurysm. Oh, yeah. I saw someone on TikTok running and they were just like, listen, um, didn't want to go for a run this morning, but played some words of motivation from Biden to get me running. And then it was like, yeah, you just, uh, if you ever uh, need to. Uh... <laughs> and I. Uh, What's um, wrong with him? Wait, I saw this really funny um twitter the other day and it was like 11 years since this journalist mistook charlie xx for lord and she goes the journalist is sitting there and she goes i really love my favorite one of all your songs is royals um what's that she goes what's that about and then charlie xx goes um you know it's about me growing up in new zealand and not really feeling like i fit in and like all the wealth and privilege and the journalist just carries on oh gorgeous yeah that's like objectively the wrong opinion to have as well the Royals, Royals is your favorite Lord song. I know. I would turn that off if I heard it come on. Me too. Someone tweeted, I realize this is not the most important issue in British politics right now, but what dirt does Rishi Sunak have on the graphic design teams of major newspapers to get this sort of height-related glow up? And in all of these things, there is a conspiracy to make him look taller than he is. Mm. No question. I never... Like Jon Snow and King Charles. And King Charles. Why is everyone so short? I thought Boris, I thought leaders were meant to be like abnormally tall, but Boris is a similar height to Rishi. Well, they're all failures. That's why. Liz Truss, I love like, like true diversity for women is a woman who is just completely overwhelmed and incapable of doing her job and has to leave in the same way. A man can be useless. Yeah. A quality of uselessness. Very embarrassing. (laughs) Apparently um, she gets forever like £120,000 a year just for being PM. So the, that's jo- so the joke's stupid. on all of us. What? Yeah. Um, like breaking up with a rich husband and him paying you a monthly salary. That's my goal. Yeah, alimony. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently for anyone who's like mildly curious, the reason it's been so chaotic in the UK is because Boris Johnson was outed and then Liz Truss came in and the first thing she did was a mini budget that like very top line cut the taxes for the rich heaps (laughs) and then the banks were like okay fine but how are you gonna pay for this and she literally couldn't answer so the pound like nosedived yeah (laughs) um and the economy was the worst it had been in like years and years and years and they just could never recover it and she could never come up with a plan to fix it and essentially well, they, fa- they fired the Home Secretary who came up with the budget. So it's like his fault, but it's also her fault for signing it off because she's his boss. So they fired him within six days or something. And that was the- and he goes, he was like in LA, in the US, and everyone was like, are you going to get fired? Like, why are you being summoned back to the UK? And he was like, I'm here for the long haul. I'm here for the long haul. And then he got fired. And then, yeah, so they brought in the new one who then who literally came out and said everything about that budget was wrong and we're like completely changing it. So then everyone was like, we have no trust in Liz Truss. <laughs> Jaro Liz. She's like probably yeah. the most Jaro person that's ever existed. Yeah. And so like the, because I was just like, that makes literally no sense cutting the tax for the rich. And then my boyfriend was explaining it as the, um, there's like a word for what it is, but I've fully forgotten the, the, the tactic. And it's, Literally so that rich people pay less taxes so they're more likely to invest more and start more businesses, which then trickle it's like the mm-hmm. trickle down trickle economy down thing. Economics. So it's, then I think is Which is so fucked well. up. So what you're getting letting them out of taxes so that they can make all these new businesses and then maybe hire someone as like a fucking assistant and that's how you think you're gonna fix the economy. That was like the big thing in the eighties, and I think the eighties the economy took off for different reasons, but everyone has acted like trickle down economics is a thing. Yeah. Zach talks about this a lot and he's like, and it's it's such a mistake. Rich people don't fucking spend their money. Yeah. It's like they're just beginning. 101. Fr- but it's just yeah, what is- like Donald Trump didn't spend a dollar of his own money on his own campaign. Like truly wealthy people don't fork out their cash. Yeah. They fork out other people's money. Um, okay, so on to Rex. You've got some highbrow. I've got some medium brow. Yeah, I think they're both highbrow. Yeah, they're both medium. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. So when I was in America, I went to the movies twice. My favorite thing is going to the movies alone. Yeah. (laughs) The first time I went to The Grove and saw Tar. Cute. Which is a new Kate Blanchett movie. And she plays 
a like genius Berlin like Berlin based classical music composer they've definitely based all her costumes on the row like her outfits are so gorgeous so chic I've actually been told about this and already told about her outfits and her suits her outfits by and her suits. um Hannah other Hannah from Australia nice who saw it yes. at Khan. yes suits are amazing the architecture is amazing like she lives in this insane house it's just so beautiful to look at and basically it's like a me too story um she gets like cancelled for propositioning her like young female students and it's just such a i really loved it like it she is so amazing in it and it's such an interesting it takes such a um what's the word like a neutral position on it so it doesn't feel like an annoying one way or another like it's not an anti-cancel culture thing and it's not a like woke thing it just shows it exactly how it happens like completely like how messy it can be yeah and this woman kind of falling apart and like just when you get to that point where i guess it's so much easier to empathize with women which is bad but i guess when you get to a point where you're that powerful where like no one ever tells you no like it just it shows how her life is just constantly people telling her she's a genius people telling her she's brilliant she wants to change a tiny thing and like 200 people change everything to cater for her and how in that situation you just become kind of a monster mm. because you just think you're like a god and you can get away with anything. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can – I feel like – I was literally thinking about this in hot yoga today <laughs> when um, I was thinking about the Bikram guy and just how when people just give you too much power and, and it's, yeah, it's so easy to, like, exploit them and become an absolute creep. Yeah, it's horrible. And then – The other one I saw was Triangle of Sadness, which is – it won the Palm d'Or this year. And it's a Swedish filmmaker, I think, but it's, it's like, in English mainly. I did like it. I didn't love it. But I think I would love to, like, see it again with you because I feel like there's a lot – there's a lot of it that's really great that I feel like we would both really like together. It's really funny. And it's about a couple, the girl's a model, her boyfriend's a model as well. And they get invited on this super yacht with the mega wealthy. And like, it's this class commentary, but I don't want to give too much away, but it gets insane. But it opens with this 10 minute scene of them at a restaurant and she's expecting him to get the check. And they have this like long fight about why he should keep getting like paying for dinners when she's a female model. So she earns more money than him. And it's like, it's, it's really funny and and clever. It kind of goes a bit off the rails by the end, but it's so sad because the lead actress in it, who is like absolutely beautiful. She's a model acting in her first role, got like so much hype around it because of how amazing she is in it. And she fucking died like two weeks after it showed at Cannes. Oh my god! She's got like a freak lunging infection. Oh She's like perfectly healthy. Freaks me out so much. I <laughs> know, same. I'm same. like, I can't even talk about stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I ha- like, I just hate thinking about it and wow. watching it. Whenever I remembered, I was like, oh, I just feel horrible. But two good movies to see. Yes, I have an old recommendation, but I feel like quite a few people wouldn't have seen it. It's also kind of funny to be recommending it now because she's like on her anti-vax really? <laughs> mission, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> MIA's documentary, I think it came out in 2016 maybe. It's on Amazon Prime um, and it's just really, really interesting. It just goes into her whole backstory. So like the thing with MIA is she's big and everyone knows who she is, mm. but she the reason she's not so much bigger is because the media completely targeted her and cancelled her because she wouldn't stop speaking out about the civil war in Sri Lanka. Right. Um, So she's Tamil. Mm -hmm. And her dad was one of the founders of the Tamil Tigers, which is fucking crazy. So they are labelled by the Sinhalese government in Sri Lanka as terrorists because basically a quick, like history lesson basically the Tamil people were brought over to Sri Lanka by the British when they colonised as mm. workers so it's, it's like literally the uk's fault of course that this whole thing started and then the Sinhalese government treated the tamil people once they got independence as like second class citizens and were just like really horrible to them and they had no rights and everything like that so the tamil people uh resisted and like the civil war broke out and her dad was one of the founding was was like wow. the founder of the resistance movement i didn't know any of this it's fascinating yeah so she's and then so they fled sri lanka her mum and her siblings fled sri lanka as refugees 
and came to London as refugees when she was 10. And her dad stayed back in Sri Lanka fighting. And then MIA started studying. She studied at Central St. Martins. Wow. Fucking chic. She wanted to be a documentary <laughs> filmmaker. And she was the only person of color in, in like the whole university, basically. And so she started making films and recording herself from a really young age. So all of this footage is stuff that she's recorded of herself from age like 14. Wow. It's really great. And it goes through her journey of like making film. And then she, she as her graduate project, wants to go back to Sri Lanka and reconnect with her family and learn all about the war there. So heaps of the footage is from there. And it's like really intense. And her cousin goes missing and they like never find them. God. And then she meets this really cool kind of punk. I don't, I can't remember the woman's name, but she's like in a famous band in London and they start making music and that's how she went on to make music. And then she was obviously dating Diplo for like five years and he was like her first albums. He kind of produced them all, but it just, yeah, it goes into like her backstory and it talks heaps about Sri Lanka and, and the war there and how much that's impacted. Cause all of her, basically she refused to be palatable. Palatable, mm-hmm. and um, in America especially, she, she'd go on talk shows, and so she made all these music videos that were like showing the war. But like, basically, she she one of her music videos is like all of these redheads getting killed, and it's mm-hmm. like showing like how the Sinhalese government were treating the Tamil people, mm. um, and then, but because the Tamil people are obviously like bombing and they're they're resisting, so like people the government's framing them as like terrorists mm-hmm. and stuff. So then like the media started calling MAA terrorist. And that's why she basically got shut down. Like they stopped playing her music. The New York times did this huge feature on her saying that she should like stick to what she knows, which is music when she was literally a refugee and then spent all these years in Sri Lanka. It's just, it's yeah, really interesting. Wow. I, did, I literally didn't know any of that. I yeah. didn't even know she'd been like recast by the media in that way. Yeah. Um. So, and then, and she's still like, has always refused to do what they say and refused to shut up. Her music still today, like talks so much about um, Sri Lanka and like her history. It's, it's really, it's super interesting. Um, And, but yeah, she's like now anti, anti vax and she's like a born again Christian because she said she saw Jesus, but she's, she's like Swedish Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But she's, um, she's just very, very smart. And then also this other iconic thing about her is Madonna. She's in one of Madonna's music videos with Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And, Madonna performed at the Super Bowl and got Nicki Minaj and MIA to come on stage. And MIA just flipped off the camera on the Super Bowl, which is like very, very bad because America is so Christian and like that's a family performance. And when JLo was on the the Mm. stripper pole, not stripper pole, when, what are they called? Pole, pole dancing pole. Yeah. When JLo was on the pole, on the pole dancing pole, um, there was like huge uproar and then so Emma like flips off the camera and then you cut to backstage because she films everything it's so great so you cut to backstage and then someone was like why did you do that she was like I don't know like she was just kind of like just felt felt it in the moment and then these guys in suits come backstage and they're like we need to talk to you about this and then they were like being really kind of like angry and aggressive Mm. and then her stylist was like she's still getting changed can you just like, give us a minute just mm-hmm. can you just get out of here for a minute and then they boosted out the back and like ran away <laughs> and then they tried to find her 17 million us dollars for doing that oh my so god it's, it's like shit like that that she's just gotten in like so much trouble for being a like for just being a badass basically yeah. <laughs> 17 million that yeah. is too much she was like i just released a song called bad girls i don't give a shit <laughs> oh so, yeah. wow she's so talented That's yeah she's so, so talented i would love to watch that that sounds amazing um, so yeah, she just released her new album and, and really exciting, crazy news. I'm seeing her tomorrow in a private party ah, of two, 200 people. Special. You have to talk to so her. So special. You have to say, I know all about you and all about the fine. <laughs> She'll be like, shut up. I heard about the fine and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then she like got all this shit as well. Cause she ended up getting with this billionaire guy, but I was like, who uh. cares? That's amazing. Congrats to the hunt. I know. <laughs> um, a class trader. Yeah. And she like dumped Diplo's ass, which I love. Yeah, Di- I didn't, I didn't know about her and Diplo. Well, she dated he... Diplo like before he was basically before he was even famous. Before he, has, he was disgusting. He has such bad vibes. vibes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't even know like a single song he sings, even though I know he's like oh, famous. Major Lazer's very good. 
his group. Oh, is Major Laser his group? Yeah. Okay, I've seen Diplo live. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Major unfortunately, Laser is so good. Um, but like heaps of her music still sounds like that. Like heaps of her music is is. It's so it's so like good he's to like dance nearly to. sexy he's nearly so she did an interview this is what this is what makes her so iconic she did an interview like last year and she was literally like yeah when i got signed to interscope like when she signed to a major label diplo went crazy and was like throwing cheers she, she said this like last year <laughs> like <laughs> nobody asked chance. throwing cheers around the room and like going crazy and then she was like yeah he he said at the time that i was being a sellout but in reality he just couldn't wait to like become best friends with Taylor Swift and fuck Katy Perry. <laughs> she said, she said, and then Diplo like said last year, he was like, everything she said was true. Oh, He's like such a cuck to her. So yeah. Anyway. Wow. Um, very interesting. So I'm a massive fan now. Yeah. She sounds amazing. Let's get her on the POD. <laughs> She'll be like, no. <laughs> no. Um, okay, wait, should we top up before we I yes. might need it before yes. our next topic? Nah, it's fine. What? As in, I do want another drink. <laughs> I'm making it out like I hate talking about Taylor Swift. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. We're back, fresh palomas in hand. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Back to talk about a silly topic. You just can't. Okay, got to give it to Swifty. You just can't escape her. When she releases an album, I could not walk anywhere in America where there was not like a poster or a billboard or it was playing or Mm -hmm. someone was talking about it. Couldn't open my phone without it. Like you just can't. I was playing in the coffee shop this morning. It's yeah. You can't. It's like Adele. You just cannot escape Taylor Swift. Yeah. So Taylor, you might. <laughs> yeah. So Taylor Swift has released a new album called Midnight. Um, I don't know. At first, before, we weren't even going to speak about. Well, I was just like, I don't know if we can be fucked speaking about this. But she's she's an interesting person to talk about because for a lot of different reasons, the the chokehold she has on her fans and the way she she. I think when we're talking about celebrities as a brand, she's like the most perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. So much so that she's like. She's kind of gone beyond that even. Like she like kind of makes fun of the brand of her mm-hmm. brand. Like to the point where you're like, I don't even understand like what's parody and what's real at this point. Yes. Um, but That's so true. I, now you're saying it. I'm like thinking in real time. I think that is my, I don't have a pro, I don't have a problem with her. Like I think she's <laughs> yeah. like, she's just not for grace. Like she's yeah. not designed for me. Like. I mean, I feel like she is designed for, like, pretty white girls, but (laughs) we just, we've managed to, like, avoid. It was like, I remember talking to someone and they were like, look, Madonna can appreciate her, but she's, like, not for me. And I was like, okay, Madonna is for Grace and Taylor Swift is, like, not for Grace. Yeah. Just like Beyonce is not for Grace. Mm -hmm. But I think part of it now we're talking is that I think just saw Moon Age Daydream recently, which is a, a documentary about David Bowie and it like crosses all his eras. And he was like a major pop star, bit of a sellout, reinvented his image all the time. But there was something like quite authentic and like at its core being an artist about it. And with Taylor Swift, it feels so branded. It feels like she's like Pepsi or mm-hmm. the Hilton. Like she's, she's a shiny brand, Disney. Like she's like a brand and the music is just this palatable product that the brand produces yeah is how i personally feel. yeah no totally the way she like the way she yeah integrates her work and her public image and her marketing campaigns and just everything all together and then sells it back to us 
but then somehow still sells it back in a way that like creates this crazy fandom around it is mm-hmm. that's what's kind of almost the weird part about it she's she's so clearly selling you this false uh thing that's that everyone knows is like completely orchestrated like nothing is natural nothing comes easy like someone i was reading all these comments i got lost in like the comments and someone was just like my problem with taylor swift is that she just kind of just she's so serious in a way that like she just has no sense of humor there's nothing that's and and that's because everything is manufactured like there's Mm -hmm. no room for like a joke or there's no room for kind of just being real or like yes you know or being candid or kind of just everything is everything is thought out yeah it feels like a focus group has like sat down and been like okay like feminism is a thing right now let's like sit down and come up with like a six-pronged strategy for you to tap into it but not really tap into it and we'll like test it against an audience and blah 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 which is why the video for anti-hero is more problematic than than your average person so basically (laughs) she released this video i only watched it for the first time last night i hadn't seen it but i tried to listen what do you think of her album firstly I I honestly haven't properly listened yeah, to it. Yeah. I've listened to like the the songs that have music videos. Yeah. Um they're just fine. It's just how I always feel about her. I think she does like a really great catchy pop song. Like I think the fact she's been continuing to do it for like 10 plus years is extremely impressive. Mm. And she lot- releases she releases music so often. I yeah. feel like she's always releasing new music. She just she just never stops with the albums she released didn't she release like two during covid or yeah two or three and then yeah, this is like the next back one to back ones i really admire i liked i really liked one of her covid ones to be honest folklore yeah that was, me. no i'm down i feel like i would like it if i gave it a listen mm. I, I i don't think her music is offensive or bad i just it just i is. didn't like what i've heard of this i tried to put it on on this gorgeous little walk along the canals in london Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this garbage? It was like making me feel <laughs> embarrassed of myself to have it on. But I think that is kind of Taylor Swift's vibe. All I can think of is like, I loved, unironically loved Shake It Off. I was like, this mm. is a banger. Mm. But I think that's the only. Oh, I like quite a few, but I haven't liked anything from this yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Antihero came out and Taylor Swift directed the music video, which she like. Okay, let's just quickly discuss, like, what is it with with pop stars, like, wanting to direct? But I guess you want to be – I guess you have in your brain you, – you write – it's like us. It's like us writing a book and then wanting it to be portrayed in the right way on screen. I feel like it's different, though, because I'm like, if you – if we write books and they're amazing books, it's like us saying, I want to write the soundtrack to the score for the movie. Like, I'm like, it's such a different – Writing music and directing some – I get that you can just do it, but I'm like, it is – they're not super aligned Yeah, skill sets. Also, you can just say, this is my vision. Yeah, get a very, get very a talented <laughs> yeah. person to do it. Like, yeah. this music video was – it felt like it was directed by Taylor Swift. Yes. Like, it was a bit – The YouTube comments, shouted. they're all such stands. It's crazy. They were just like, people are like so much. This is so brilliant. This is the best song, the best video, the best this. Or people are like – we are so lucky to have an artist like Taylor Swift in our generation, like turning blah blah blah. Like this is what makes me laugh. Like I always bring up that thing in Miss Americana where they, they like I very knew you were gonna say this earnestly. Like Taylor writes all her own lyrics, and then it like cuts to her song, and it's like all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put me back together again. <laughs> and I'm like, a was that the best line we could have used there? But like B, I'm like, this is, she's not like fucking Leonard Cohen. Like I'm like, I get that she's. A good pop star, but her fans act like she's fucking the second coming of Mozart. It's crazy. Yep. She never disappoints, exclamation mark. I know. 81,000 likes. Yeah. So, so she, yeah. The song. Okay, hum it. Hum it? I can't hum it. Like, I can't remember how it goes. I can't, I can't remember how it goes. It's the hum test. I've got shake it off in my head same but what does the hum test mean the hum test is like if you listen to a song like once or twice and then like afterwards you're like no it's that one that goes like like you can remember the tune and that's a good thing yeah like i can't hum anti-hero i can't even remember it i can't remember but yeah she on twitter described the video as depicting my nightmare scenarios and intrusive thoughts so and in the video it shows her imagined adult children that was that i liked that part of the video where she's like a. It showed her imagined 
uh, adult children fight about their inheritance at her funeral. Same. It it had good. our boy in it, John Early from Search Party. Oh, I don't even know. Mm. Um, Bezzy's with the Pooh girls. Oh, really? Yeah. Love. Yeah, so that was – I liked that bit. So the music cut out and it showed that she died and then they were reading out her will hoping to get money. And then – I also liked when she was that giant – Yes. At the dinner party. Because, like, we've all... <laughs> yes. Maybe I am a secret Swifty at heart. I'm like, we've all felt like just a big beast. <laughs> yeah. As in, like, taking up too much space and talking too Yeah, much. too loud or annoying. I or feel like that all the time. No. All the time. I'm always, I always no. leave social interactions now and I'm like, did you ask enough questions? Did you let that person talk? Same. And I just feel My like... My anxiety just... is, like, a fucking bucket list of all the times I was embarrassing at, like, dinner. Yeah screeching um yeah and then the last bit is her stepping on a scale that says fat in capital letters i wasn't aware of like the backlash when i watched this and i was like a bit taken aback also i really don't mean to like foot shame on the podcast but i like can't believe those are her feet (laughs) i would have got a foot model in (laughs) it's like a photo of her feet Above all, are these her feet? I can't. <laughs> I well, can't. They like, look. They're just like cute little like normie feet. Like they're, I don't they're know. They're not nice feet. Don't you think? I would, I, I mean, would, she micromanages everything and she's like, yep, pop these in. They're like aqua blue pedicure. Yeah. But the, yeah, so I saw the fat thing and I was like, oh, that was like jarring. It looks like her little toe's missing the nail polish. I yeah. think that's what mine look like. I don't like looking at feet. I thought you did. That's Only why I nice to feet. Put it. Yeah, I thought you were <laughs> as a connoisseur of celebrity feet. Yeah, bad feet. They're just kind of they're quite childlike. They're not sexy. I mean, I'm not one to talk, but doesn't have bunions. Is the she doesn't one have thing. bunions because she's privileged and rich. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we talk about? The TikTok you found of Meghan Markle getting her bunions surgically removed. We need to... I don't know if we said it on the main pod, but... We need to out her. Yeah. Meghan Markle got her bunions surgically removed. She's not part of the movement. (laughs) I really need to start my celebrity bunion Instagram account. I'm going to out Meghan Markle. She has a full scar now on the side of her foot from getting her bunions removed. I kind of like mine. I'm like a little I like mine too. Yeah. Yeah, the bunion positivity. <laughs> That's what I movement. mean. Yeah, I like seeing people with bunions too. Seeing like celebrities with bunions. Who had like a whopper? Gigi Hadid. She has bunions. They're not huge. There were some ones we screenshotted, and they were like wild. Well, you were sending me ones from the runway. Yeah, yeah. Those poor models. They've got to shove their yeah exactly. beautiful forty twos into these like tiny <laughs> shoes. Which I used to do when I was little because I didn't want to have such big feet. Same. And now I wear big, like, I wear shoes too big for me now because I love it. I bought these Adidas sneakers and they're a full size bigger than my, like, fate, bigger than the size that I usually would pretend I wasn't. So, like, two sizes bigger than what I would wear. Wow. And, I'm, and I wear them all the time. They're so comfy. That's so positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still have a bit of a, if I see a 42 when I'm searching for shoes, I'm like, no. Yeah. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, that's what these are. Um, Very comfy. Yeah, I'm being a self-hating, big-footed woman. Um. So yeah. The, so the 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 scale. <laughs> but the fat thing is like <sighs> crazy because of the context, obviously, which is like all of her nightmare scenarios yeah. playing out. Yeah. And I think it's the use of the word. I think like the backlash is pretty obvious. Like it's like the use of the word fat as a what's the word pejorative, like as a inherently negative thing. Yeah. Which is how it's framed. Whereas I think people are doing a lot of work to like reclaim fat as just like an objective term that doesn't necessarily have like negative connotations. Like I think even like people don't love there's a lot of debate about whether like plus size is like mm. useful or patronizing or like curvy is just yeah. like a horrible word. Like it's there's a lot of conversation about fat just being like a factual thing and it's not associated with negativity. It's so associated with like neutrality. And I think her, yeah, her doing this feels like a very rare miss. Mm. And it's weird because as we just said, everything about her is so thought through that surely this 
when I don't know it's just one of those things that when you're like when it ha- when it comes out and you're like how does this slip through the cracks but um I mean obviously her fans are saying that it's about her suffering from an eating disorder which she's never said she's never said specifically what she suffered from but she said on Miss Americana that she would see photos of herself and then like just not eat basically and has kind of alluded to starving herself and having bad body image issues and then she's doing this video that's like if and this video is about mental health Mm. so she's based so people are saying what she's saying in this video is like critiquing the way that women are made to feel that they can't be this way or like I don't know basically people are sticking up for her and saying that that she's not saying it's bad to be fat she's saying it's bad that she thinks that way mm-hmm. or whatever but i'm like either way it's still a white blonde thin woman standing on a scale and getting scared that it's saying that she's overweight when she's never has been like even if taylor swift does have body image issues she has never been in a fat body ever yes and this is the i think this has always been my issue with her she's like very navel gazy like she sees every she seems to see everything entirely through the realm of like her own experience which we obviously do but she doesn't seem to have much context and this is why i went on like a rant probably like in the first episode of this podcast about her reaction to the kanye west interrupting her on stage thing which i totally get she was like super young then it's it's like too much to expect of her but the fact that she can't like zoom out of her own experience of like not enjoying the embarrassment of being on stage and zoom out and say I'm not just a person, I'm like a hugely influential public figure that represents X, Y, and Z. And I have to really think about things outside of my own experience yeah. <laughs> and look at how they're affecting culture. I yeah, feel outside like, of my own like whiteness and my privilege. And Yeah, I feel like she can be a little bit like tunnel vision-y just about... She's very victim-y. Yes. Like, woe is me. Yes, even with this, it's like, I think every single this is the thing about like beauty standards it's like every single woman including like victoria's secret angels can can relate to the feeling of feeling like they're not thin enough or like their bodies are being critiqued or like even if you're a top supermodel your body gets photoshopped in magazines and that leaves you with body dysmorphia like i think everyone can understand that the beauty standard affects everyone and even if you fit the beauty standard you're not like totally free from self-loathing no definitely not but at like 32 or whatever she is to not be able to like zoom out of that and say but i still get all of the to to most people in the world i am the embodiment of the beauty standard (laughs) so even if i have these feelings like maybe they're not super useful to share with my fans or if they are i need to be really careful about how i share it like i think that's the error that she's made quite a few times yeah so there's a cut piece that this writer olivia trufit wong wrote and she basically just said that fat people don't need to have it reiterated again and again that it's everyone's worst nightmare to look like us Mm. which is just it's just horrible Mm -hmm. i would feel like shit if i was like one of these hardcore 50 fans which this girl what's her name shira rosenbluth was tweeting about there was like a huge twitter thread where she was like i have been so excited for this album for so long i'm Mm -hmm. a huge swift fan i jump on to watch the first music video which we've all been waiting like months and months for and she's been teasing and to like see that, it just makes your like stomach drop and you feel like terrible. And I I just think that that's... Yeah, it's, it's so horrible. Yeah. And I do think there's an interesting... I don't even know if it's interesting. There is a conversation to be had about how body standards can trick us all into thinking a certain way about our bodies, even if our bodies are super like normative. But um, yeah, I don't know. A swing and a miss from Taylor. Yes. A learning opportunity. <laughs> but yeah, it's also that thing where, yeah, so this cut writer said, of course, Swift can talk about her body issues, but as a fat person who's been called fat for a majority of my life, it's hard to recall a time Swift has ever championed body diversity. Mm. That one dance in, you need to come down, video doesn't count. I don't doubt that Swift has been hurt by society's anti-fatness and glamorization of extreme thinness, but when has she actively combated it? Swift stands actively fat-shaming women who have critiqued the anti-hero video now. Has she done anything to temper their anger? And then there's your your (laughs) thing. Above all, are those her feet? I can't right underneath. (laughs) Um, I know. And I just, whenever I think about Taylor Swift, and again, it's like, 
she can't be a brand when it suits her and then a person when it suits her, which I think is the thing that she's done. Like if you're going to take on the mantle of being a multi-million, probably billion dollar brand, you've got to be critiqued in the same way like a Pepsi or a Apple or a Disney would be if they did something like this. And the thing I most associate with Taylor Swift visually when I think about her is like the Bad Blood video or the um, on stage with all of her squad and every single person like give or take pretty much every single person was tall, extremely thin, extremely young, either a supermodel, pretty much. They were all supermodels. A supermodel or like lively. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's that horrible image of like all of them lined up together, six foot four. And then like Lena Dunham on the end at like five foot two. Like it's that whole image is something that she, it's like she has self-loathing about her own body image, but then surrounds herself only with like, traditionally beautiful people to get that proximity and it's like if you're worshipping at that then you're kind of continuing the problem yes but I, I get it's hard because like we're all just people at the end of the day and like if you're in the entertainment industry you obviously would feel that pressure but maybe just like deal with it with your therapist yeah I'm really glad she's seems I mean this is such a back step and such a weird thing to do but I'm really glad she seems to come out of the other side of that because she was really really thin mm-hmm. for a while like worryingly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then she kind of yeah says that in miss americana and i'm glad she seems to be like happier and not focused on that but yeah this is really weird to 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 do that <laughs> do well, i'm not she'll come out about it she probably won't i don't imagine yeah it's not really her style um Anyway, should we move on to the, the biggest s- news of the week? <laughs> <laughs> the sample sale? The Roy had a sample sale. I honestly think if I knew, I might have literally flown to New York to go. You wouldn't have because you would know that you know how sample sales work and you know that like this is the fucked thing about sample sales. The fucked thing about the industry is mm-hmm. the day before, two days before mm-hmm. that sale opens to the public, they open it. Two, the industry, fashion editors, mm-hmm. friends, like friends and family. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, those fucking fashion editors, you know, the friends and family are taking like everything. They're like clearing the place out. And then so it's like the first day of the sale, the first morning is like when all the gyms go because they've already been picked over. I completely, I completely agree. Having said that, who, the people that cut interviewed for this story about wait did we even talk about no no (laughs) the row had their first ever no no it's not their first ever really no someone said that they went i was i was in the comments again someone said they went last time and it wasn't that and it wasn't that crazy but they had a sample sale they had a sample sale and the wait was five hours (laughs) and inside and they took a photo which i love and inside, apparently, understandably, people acted like wild, disgusting animals. Yeah. Which is another reason I hate sample sales. Same. I get, I get I'd so rather just, stressed yeah. that my heart is thumping out of my chest. Yeah. And, 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 like, you turn crazy. It's like a woman's so version stressful. of, like, having to kill someone for food or something. <laughs> like, something really animalistic yeah. comes out of your body. Yeah. Okay. So, but it sounds like people got some really good shit. So, I what I loved about this is the guard who, like allowed people in and out it was at metropolitan pavilion an event space known as the home of sample sales presiding over the scene was an intimidating man in a dark suit sunglasses and an earpiece wire dangling down the back of his neck (laughs) a gandalf of glamour letting a lucky handful of people trickle in at a time the line that stemmed behind him was at least five people wide taking up the entirety of the already gracious sidewalk okay um but there was like a there's always like an evil man that's over overlooking these dumb fashion bitches, us included. Yes. To keep us in check because we don't respect women. Yeah. And it says this girl says the row the rose customers exhibited sleek and low ponytails, long and neutral trench coats, <laughs> polished vintage loafers, expensive looking mules, delicate ballet flats, rich looking knits, and a plethora of dissociative looks, exuding the attitude of "if you know, you know." Um, it so, is a kind of irony, like the row is so at odds with like this vibe of like lining up for a bargain. That's it's 
like kind of iconic that yeah. mix yeah so this per- so yeah and also someone was saying i can't remember if this was in the comments or if this or if this girl who went to it for the cut interviewed them but she was just saying that like yeah i think this is where i saw that they'd had a previous one because she said nothing has ever been crazy like this before and it's because of tiktok mm. like you say tiktok ruining everything so this girl on tiktok got a leather jacket originally three thousand four hundred and ninety us dollars for 680 that is such a bargain wow a black tube top which i would not have bought for originally 590 i know the one do you remember i bought it when we were, I, I bought it when we were in paris and it didn't zip up oh my god that is a chic tube top yeah i thought she meant just like a and i ate a burrito and then i couldn't <laughs> zip it up and then i was like i've been a naughty girl and you're like yes you have <laughs> zipping me up because <laughs> i couldn't yes, get it that's I right could not physically get Did it you on my 590 dollars for that i had a yeah discount but yeah i returned it because it didn't do up <laughs> didn't do up <laughs> 118 i would fucking cut off my finger for that yeah yeah, I know. I know. These discounts are crazy. Black trousers originally seven ninety purchased for one fifty eight. Like it's like one fifty eight, baby. You telling even... people off for waiting five hours for bargains like this is nothing. People in the comments as well on the cut were being really great and gracious and being like, waiting five hours to get that much money off clothes if you really love a brand is nothing. David Beckham waited how long to see the dead queen? Yeah, the days. The, the queue was like thirty two hours. Of all, yes. You know what I mean. I'm like dead monarch. A hundred fifty eight dollar black trousers. Yes, these are brand new. This is my favorite part. Is oh, I keep losing everything on this stupid article. My favorite part is where she goes outside. I dressed a sharply outside. I approached a sharply dressed man named Ronald, eighty one. Asked if he'd been a fan of the row for a while, to which he replied, <laughs> "To which he replied, a row." <laughs> yes, I said he was in line for the row sample sale. I think I might be in the wrong line. He replied and walked away. <laughs> I love Ronald. I know this is proper journalism. So also, yeah, I know. I love, these these are the articles I want to move to New York City to write. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so someone said i don't understand this the road had many sample sales there in the past and the line was never this long i've walked in with zero lines if you're five hours back the stock is either going to be picked over and not worth the wait or the staff is restocking which means it's smarter to come back another day yes yeah 80 percent is a good deal five hour wait is worth it if this is a brand you love agreed but then someone else said which i wrote in our doc do the people who can afford the row actually wait in line for five hours. No, the writer said, or someone said, a lot of people were using line concierges. They were paying Stop. people to line up for them. I love that idea. I love that so much. The super, we are like cold, hard, hideous, capitalist pigs at heart. Because if I had the funds, baby. Well, of course. My friend did it the other day in Paris. She literally sent her assistant <laughs> to go to the outlet shops because there's we need to we need to go yeah there's outlet shops like an hour out of paris where there's like everything for half price unfortunately the- i have seen this on tiktok which makes me yeah angry um she sent her assistant and her assistant just video called her and walked around the shop and she said everything she wanted i mean that that only works if you're rich enough to like and also, it doesn't feel, like, exploitative because if I could get paid to wait in line for the row samples, I'd prefer to do that than probably, like, 90% of other things, Same. including my current job. Same. Because <laughs> you get to shop as well if you yeah. have the money. I think as well, I have to lay – I honestly lay a chunk of the blame at Kendall Jenner's door <laughs> Yeah. for this. I think her wearing that all-white ensemble did, like, bad things for the row. I agree. Because it made everyone aware of it. I do also think brands like The Row only really suit a very specific body type. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm having like a Taylor Swift moment where I'm just like, I feel good in The Row. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like a thin. Yeah. I mean, you can, woman, you but, can buy. Yeah. They do have like. Yeah. I mean, The Row is better than. The Ro- I mean, yeah, The Row is better than a lot of brands in terms of like the way their stuff isn't. The, the, their stuff isn't like. Um, Nancy Dejaka type cutouts and shit. That's what I, I yeah, find like it's the like new it's vibe. oversized yeah. and and but it's made to look baggy. It's made to look like oversized and baggy mm-hmm. on you. Yes, so, I, I, yeah, I'm sure you can find pieces that work for different body shapes. But it's like it works if you're like 
a stick and then it looks really baggy on you and you look home homeless but rich the Olsen twins honestly like I just saw on my Instagram feed like a hundred pictures of Ashley Olsen just going to work and they just I feel like they are the embodiment of like spending your unearned millions correctly they always just look so fucking good and they've like launched this brand and they actually work and it's 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 probably it's like the top three best brands in the world which is insane yeah proud of them it's what victoria beckham wishes (laughs) yeah like victoria beckham was a hundred percent and also i'm not surprised i think people who buy the row would go to the sample sale because for me as a fan all the stuff i have of theirs is either bought secondhand from like vestiaire or the real real a lot cheaper than retail retail price or in sales or like one pair of shoes with a work discount Mm. you know so Mm. i think a huge amount of their fan base would be i don't think there's that many i know there are but i don't think there's that many people in the world that can go buy like a three thousand dollar jumper yeah they exist obviously but i don't yeah but a lot of like the fashion girlies who wear the row yeah, I don't think they're going in and dropping full price. No shit. Remember when I found another? I know charity I shop find. This. We went into the Oxfam. We're not going to be gatekeepers here. The Oxfam Westbourne Grove, Notting Hill. Walked in and I was like, Grace, Grace, <laughs> and turned around and they were the row little. Um, what are they? Like loafers. I Just guess. little loafers. Yeah. Um, for how much? Sixty quid. Yeah, they were 60 quid. And they're like brand new. And they were brand new and they were retailing still on the website for 790 quid. It was really random. And they were my size slash our size, but Grace already owned them. I think I was wearing them. And was wearing them in the shop, the exact (laughs) shoes. Do you still have them? Did you sell them? I like battered them to an actual pulp and I, I literally had to throw them away. Oh, you can have mine if you want. I never wear them. <laughs> you can. Sisterhood of the Traveling Road oh my loafers. Oh, a gorgeous tail. Wait, I have to tell you quickly. I went to the Real Real in in um, LA and everything's like out of control. So expensive. expensive. When so did expensive. that happen? So expensive. It's meant to be like a cheap and cheerful place. I think it's in the shop. The shop's crazy. Right. I've, I went in there once and was like, there was shit that there was... Is it thing where you're standing in the shop and you're like, I know yes. that this online is cheaper full price than it is in your fucking secondhand shop. Yeah. Okay. So I, there was a pair of the row loafers, like different to those ones, but like a similar era, like similar year. And they, I picked them up and I was like, oh, these are cute. They're like my size. And they were 860 US dollars. I was like, are you guys, fu- are you guys yeah. literally joking? These are worn 2017 shoes. Yes. And you're costing like more my than brand new. Like the, the same era as the ones I got for 60 quid from an Oxfam. Yeah. Which is mental. And but those were brand new. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know that's mental, but I'm. There's an what, in between. <laughs> what are they literally thinking? I know. Do they not want people to buy the stuff? Oh, but do you know what's exciting about when I moved to LA? What? Is that you'll be able to ship stuff to me. Okay, because I, I actually already have something I need to. Oh my god, Christ! I don't even live there yet. I bought the stupidest thing. Okay, tell me. I bought this. I actually just saw in your bathroom. What? Uh, I bought a marble soap dish. Oh, okay. It's not the same one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shaming you. No, no. Amar's like yeah. got obsessed with soap dishes recently. He bought three. What is up with that? There's three. There's one upstairs, three <laughs> down here. I was like, you need to stop. That was when the courier kept coming that day. And you were like, what are all these couriers about? Oh my about? God. I wish I knew. So I ordered a soap, a marble soap dish and a soap. And it was meant to come while I was there. And it got like delayed. So it hasn't come. So it's going to be sitting at the hotel. And I, I mean, I don't even know if they'll keep it till you move now. We can get someone to pick it up. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> A horrible, Tat- a horrible and stupid errand. Get my Tat's got, Tat's got assistance. <laughs> we won't tell her what it is. Yeah, we'll say it's what a silly life-saving thing. documents. How much was it as well? Because yeah, it was cheap on eBay. It was like I don't know. It was like a, a certain. I, I'll I'll a tell you what it's called to, to not be gatekeeping. It was called Binu Binu, <laughs> <laughs> and they're really cute. And I just found them on Instagram, and they were like, I think they're like it was like a hundred dollars for the oh, yeah. nice soap and the thing and it was just i just like loved it yeah. and i was like it's perfect it'll come while i'm there so no what dice. is going to be really good about my la location is I'm you being able to ship so much the real to stuff you. to my house yeah everything from the real ship it all over and then i can send you it in one lot or like just bring it over when i come over 
You don't and know then, what you've signed up for. No, it's fine. I mean, Amar's like doing the exact same thing. I haven't even moved yet. And he's like, I'm going to send you all this Telfar <laughs> shit. I was like, fuck all off. This Such a like. America is just, it is just better. It's land the, of the? Land of the free. Land of rich. the. Yeah. It's. um The land of the shops. It's interesting what's, I guess there's just so many people. I'm like they just have so much shit on the real real. It's crazy. I know. I know. I feel like I'm gonna buy so much. I never shop on the real real here because it's a nightmare. It's the shipping plus the import tax is the thing that kills you. Yeah. Um, okay, we need to actually stop recording. Bye guys. Um bye. Love you lot. Love you, love you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.